Hi, I'm Megan Francis. And I'm Dave Kroc. And this is the LifeWork Podcast. In this show, we'll explore what it really takes to build a business while designing a life that matters. Hey, all welcome to episode 4.3 of Life Work. I'm Megan Francis here with Dave Kroc. This week, we are talking about scaling up and growth in your business. And I'm going to pres- uh, present a question, I guess, or scenario to Dave, because today we really want to cover the skills required to grow your business and scale up your business, and maybe the ability to get funds to do that, which mm-hmm. I think is something that stymies a lot of entrepreneurs. And I'm going to start and pose a question for Dave, and then we can kind of talk that through. And I think some advice will emerge out of that. So here's my question, Dave. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. I have what I would call a personality-based business. So what I mean by that is that since I started the business, it has been based on people knowing me, liking me, trusting me, and then what I can do for those people. That is, I don't make anything kind of like uh, Lloyd Dobler, like... I don't want to manufacture anything or produce anything. I don't make anything. I don't sell anything except me. And I mean that in a very non streetwalker kind of a way. Um, Sure. So uh, how do you scale that? How do you grow that when it's you? I can't be more than me. I can't double myself or, or, you know, you know, times myself by 10. There's just one me and I only have so many hours and I don't want to just trade hours uh, for money anymore. So, Help me. Help me out. What skills sure. do I need? What knowledge do I need? How do you take that business model and make it more than yourself, even while keeping yourself as the main focus? For sure. Yeah. And I think most businesses that are started are service-based businesses. Yeah. You know, they're not, there's not a physical product. Right. Um, I, I don't know what the percentage is of service versus product-based right. businesses. However, those are the two frameworks, right? A service-based business where there doesn't appear to be anything tangible. There's an outcome that you're achieving. Right. Then there's the product-based business where you're creating something that somebody physically buys. And I think a lot of people start with service-based businesses because they're easier. There's not, there's no, you know, overhead really. You don't need a warehouse. Absolutely. So it makes a lot of sense, but then there becomes that limit. It's limiting in that way. It is. It is. So to me, the secret of scaling up a a personality-based business is to transition from thinking about it as a service-based business to transitioning of thinking about it as a product-based business. So if you can take what you do, the service you can provide, and you can create sort of a system around it, so you're consistently delivering that same service, then you're starting to leverage all of the other things that come with what the talent is doing. Mm. And when you've got that, then you can additionally hire more talent to then serve more people. And because it's organized in almost a product-based fashion where step one, step two, step three happens, the outcome is this, whether it, you know, you're, you're doing things where everything's intangible or it's, you know, you can actually see the outcome. The creating a, a product base mindset around that makes it a little bit easier because then, then you don't have as much, as many loose ends to worry about. Right. And it's a lot because the only way you're going to scale past yourself is to have more people. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, or, or be able to create a product again, back to product that outlives that one time you deliver it. So right. information based product or um, books or things like that. But the problem, I mean, th- yes, that is definitely a solution. The issue is, though, you then still have to be present and relevant to continue to push it. That's where I if think you, you fall off the cliff yeah, and no yeah. one sees you, then no one's going to buy that ebook anymore. At some point, it'll sure. it'll wane. Sure. So, and I think that's where that's where what that's probably where one of the out, one of the outlets has to be one of those two things. Right. It either has to move beyond you being the personality, or the way in which people uh, consume you, mm-hmm. right? Uh, absorb what you provide has to be has to scale so that it's not one to one. Yeah. So I think of a lot of. Um, 
uh, information based. Oh, let's let's pick on Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Right. So Dave Ramsey has a certain approach for helping people get out of debt and manage their finances and that sort of thing. He can only go one on one with that many people. With yeah. so many people, people will call into his show. He'll provide advice. Mm-hmm. You've got that. He might have to do some things off off air where he's interacting with people one on one. You've got that. But there's only so many hours in his day. And so what he needed to do, so he's still the personality, but what he needed to do was kind of make that, make that system, make what he provides, the process, the uh, approach that he has, make that live or operate or provide value to somebody when he's not doing it right there yeah. with that person. So started to write books. Yeah. Um, the radio show is a good example because now you can have lots and lots of people tuning in while he's helping somebody out or yeah. listening to what he's offering. Um, he now has coaches, right? Mm-hmm. Other people that can deliver this system. So he's the personality that draws people to the system and then they can deliver that. Um, they do business coaching. They have lots of other things that their organization does, but they've been able to scale that based on his personality because people, maybe because people have an outlet for it. Yeah. You've got the, he still has the radio show. Right. So you can go and get some Dave, right? Yeah. 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 You can get some of Dave Ramsey and then also absorb his books and other things on the side. So that's one way you can do it. Um, I think if, if the goal is to not have the do personality, that <laughs> not do that anymore, yeah. then I think you've got to look at it differently. Yeah, that's different. It, well, let me, I want to back up to Dave really yeah, quick. Sure. Um, because one thing that I, and I've, I've listened to Dave on and off for Dave, Dave Ramsey, obviously not Dave Kroc, but yeah, I'll listen no to reason. you on and no re- off now. No for, reason to listen to me. <laughs> um, and for, I don't know, going on 20 years now, it's been a long time. Mm-hmm. And one thing I, that really struck me a few years ago when I really started analy- like looking at his career more analytically was how rigidly he sticks to his system. And sometimes I'd get a little annoyed, like think, you know, I mean, come on, Dave, this is not like real life. You know, people's lives are a little more nuanced than that. But, but you can really see what he's doing because the system and the philosophy has to live on outside of him. Otherwise, yes. he couldn't have this whole army of coaches and churches yes. and um ambassadors you know right. for him or these evangelists like if his message wasn't super clear cut he couldn't do that because it, people wouldn't take it and run with it so right. it has to be more than his personality now here's another example which mm-hmm. i think is a completely different example and maybe okay. you oprah good example oprah doesn't have a a, a mission in the way dave ramsey does mm-hmm. i mean maybe she, she probably has you know i'm sure like empowering women or some crap like that just kidding but uh <laughs> you know I mean, she doesn't have a system for something so finite like making your money work for you like that is not her thing so mm-hmm. she really is a personality martha stewart is another one right. two personalities who built huge billion dollar businesses i'm assuming around themselves yeah. and really they are still at the forefront of it but you know martha stewart's not baking her own bread right and you know, Oprah, you know, she'll show up and she'll do the show and she'll be on, but she's not the one running the magazine. So right. how, those are two different, very different models. Yeah. And, and I think it's the same thing as Dave Ramsey. Okay. It's, it's, you've still got the focal point. So the philosophy, the approach, how Martha Stewart does what she does, the books she writes, the, you know, the things she puts out, the different magazines that are out there, mm-hmm. the shows, things like that. People, it's just the amount of people consuming Martha Stewart in terms of what she's providing at a time keeps exponentially growing so that's that's the growth that's the growth right Right. so if you think about what are people actually buying when they so in in oprah's case let's say she never put out a a book club or any any of the other things that are revenue generators for her the more eyeballs that are watching the show 
the more that the advertisers can sell dollars and, and the more that she controls that, yeah. especially if she, if she has a network, which she started. Yeah. When you can control those advertising dollars, now you are, you are in control of how those eyeballs grow and what the, where the revenue comes from that. So uh, there's still a scaling that's happening there because right. if at one point it's just, you know, Dave Ramsey in a microphone or it's Dave yes. Ramsey in a pad of paper and his ideas, right. right? Or it's Oprah and her desire to do X, Y, and Z. And she's a great story because she, dealt with a lot of rejection and struggles mm-hmm. early on and and how she had to work through those things but that's taking personality and scaling it in a couple of different ways and then you can spin products off from yeah there, right so you put the martha stamp martha stewart stamp on something and now it's licensed right so yeah. now she's got a, a piece of that everything that's licensed martha, martha stewart and there's different streams so like dave's yes. one of his streams or even not even necessarily a stream but like a a, a pathway that his outreach happens, you know, yeah. the churches, sure. brilliant, absolutely, coaches, awesome. He's got his, a very active online community. That's, you know, that um, works well with a system based or yes. like a, you know, yes, that sort of idea. Then you've got Oprah and it's more of this kind of, it, it's more of an image or a feeling like sure. an emotional connection people sure. have and her book club and all that. And then you've got Martha doing what she does in her publications and TV shows. So it's, it's right. kind of like, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like you're basically you're in, you're increasing the audience, but you're also increasing the way stuff flows quickly sure. through the audience. And, and when new things are developed off of the brand that you've created, with, yeah. that is yourself, you you now have less and less involvement with that. So if right. you simply license the name Martha Stewart or the organization, um, she's not putting together a lot of the things that have been right. licensed. So she then you, she's working less for what right. she's what she's achieving, which. To me, should be the other thing people need to consider about growth. If it requires 20 hours of your time to get your company to this level, Mm -hmm. and then you put in 40 hours of your time because you quit your part-time job or the job you had already, and then you put in 40 or 60 or 100 hours a week, and then you get to that next level, at some point, you're done, right? At some point, you're you're out of hours. Yeah, you're out of hours. Um, You're you're probably passing out. You're Mm -hmm. probably, there's probably some medical issues that are kicking in at that point in time. So you have to, you have to multiply the effort. You have to multiply what you do. So there needs to be, like you say, an organizing philosophy around what is happening. And so I think for a personality-based business or any business, having the way that we do it here the way that the product is delivered, the, the touch points and the brand and how people experience what the business does is really important to nail down and have solidified so that you can repeat that again and again. Yeah. Having the repeatable delivery of what you do is how you scale. Um, if it's unique every single time, then if you're the one doing the uniqueness, if it's yeah. Georgia O'Keefe painting a, a picture, right? That every time that's, it's limited by her, but if other people are doing the same sort of thing, it can expand right. from there. So I think that that happens in any sort of business, whether it's personality based or not. And when you create that system that has a consistent delivery, even if it's a service based thing, yeah. you're really selling a product. You're selling, you're selling an approach. This is how we're going to do it. The product is this system to get you what you want. And so your salespeople then think about it in, from that standpoint. They're not selling this kind of nebulous thing that might happen for yeah. you and you'll get benefit. It's we have this, this thing we do and we deliver X. So, so, but Dave, it sounds like what yes. you're saying is you need business skills. <laughs> well, I mean. It, <laughs> and I, I'm being very frank. I yeah. think that a lot of people who get into a creative business or a business where they do something for someone and they collect money. Um, can get by a long time without having any legitimate business skills. And yeah. I mean, they might know how to like start an, you know, a separate checking account or whatever. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, sure, but, sure. Or sell themselves or whatever. But yeah, convince that, people to buy. Convince people yeah. to buy. That's yep. a big skill. And Absolutely. I think that that's probably where a lot of people start. But 
you need to move beyond move beyond that by acquiring skills that allow you to turn who you are into a product and then yes. multiply its impact yes. and higher and yes. you need resources for that. Right. So how do you, whether it's people resources or money or both like mm-hmm. how do how does all that happen and which ones which skills do you need and how do you get them? Sure. I sound a little whiny right now, Dave. I just really want to know. I just want to do it. <laughs> no, I I hear I just I just turned into Jerry Seinfeld there. Yeah, a little bit. Oh boy, that's scary. Um how do you do that? Yeah. So it's okay. So I'll just talk about it from my perspective sure. because um, one of my companies I started back in 2008 and started with $0, me, a notepad and a pencil mm-hmm. and, and a resource. I had a space that was attached to a building that I owned. And so I sat down and went through the, the idea of how I could develop that into something that could be used. I already had the idea that I was going to make it an event venue, a wedding reception venue. Yeah. And so went through the, the process of being able to put together what it took to get there. So I knew we'd have to have all the contracts and the pricing worked out and it had to be a high enough price to make sense. And, you know, we talk about make crack up, make crack, make crap up pricing. <laughs> and, make, and make some crack up because that is a great business That's model. That's a great business model. You can't, you can't do it legally, but boy, is that profitable. Uh, I didn't say that. And um, so the, the idea of coming up with a price and, you know, drawing a line in the sand that this is where we're going to be and then figuring it out later, oh, that's way too low, that's too high. You know, the idea of interacting with a lot of these different things Things that happen over the period of time and being able to pivot, like we're talking about yeah. um, with our interview this week, being able to, um, being able to, uh, I'm going to back up a little bit because at some point you get started. Right. That's what happens. You get started. Yeah. You, you, you talk to the person who could buy the thing that you are selling, right? I, mm-hmm. I, I hung a shingle out for this venue as in a website. And then people found it because they were looking to get married somewhere, have a reception somewhere. Yeah. And then they sent me an email and they said, hey, uh, wow, I like the picture of the space. We'd really like to check it out mm-hmm. sometime or we'd like to you know, see what it costs to stay there or to use it and whatever. And so I, then I had to interact with real live people that wanted my stuff. And yeah. so now, now I'm figuring that out. So after a while, I figured out, okay, here are the selling points. This is the process to do a tour. This is the process to send people information. There's a little system there. Um, I have all the contracts. Then, then okay, I've got that figured out. And then a year later, when it comes time for their actual wedding reception, I've got to figure out, now what am I doing? Right. We're, we're actually putting the stuff out there. We're setting up tables and chairs. We're getting the space ready. So figured all that stuff out. And I was the person answering the phone. I was the person mm-hmm. responding to emails. I was the person doing the selling. I was the person putting the contracts together. I was the person there that morning mopping a floor and setting up. <laughs> I kid you not. This is, what, this is how it went. All of the hats, every yes. single hat. I was there that night in a suit to make sure everything went well. So it was yeah. a long day, you can say. Um, and it was a long, probably about a year or so, year and a half. And then um, at some point I realized, okay, the selling process is kind of simple here. I can teach that to somebody else. Or this part of it is simple. I can teach this to somebody else. And I had to realize, I've again, back to the, how many hours in the day. I was a finite resource. I had other things going on, so I couldn't do this full time. And so that's where I figured out, okay, I can hire somebody in to do these parts of the process, train them how to do it, and then slowly let go, and then they take over. And that's what I did. And yeah. so somebody hired somebody on who's still with me today, running that, that whole business, and we just kind of kept one foot in front of the other, marching forward, things we had to fix, this doesn't work. Then we eventually hired somebody on that was spending time with the people on site, you know, when the event yeah. came, so we could separate out the, you know, the division of labor, so to speak. Um, you know, when it, time to, it came time to... Uh, invest in new things. So this is where it comes back to the money, right? How do you find the money to do the next piece to grow? Sometimes the best place is your customers. Yeah. You know, we had a business model where people were placing a deposit 
probably a year to a year and a half in advance of when yeah. they would actually be mm-hmm. there. So f- defining that the pricing model and how things work. If you've got a business where you're going to be selling something that you need to then go and make before the person actually right. gets it, take a deposit. You know, yeah. work on that. Work on a, a different sort of pricing approach where maybe there's a benefit you give the customer for paying up front or that sort of thing. So. That's one way to find the money to do that. And then you just do this over and over again and making sure that all along the way, what you make and what you spend is where it needs to be so that you have money left over. Yeah. And what you do with what's left over, this is, a, this is like a, a great adage for life. What you do in the gaps, what you do with the extra time you have, mm-hmm. energy and all those sorts of things, setting that aside and then being smart about when to reinvest that. But this comes back to choosing your price right, yeah. understanding, controlling your expenses, and then creating, you know, people, a lot of people in today's economic market like to, or political market, like to um, denigrate profit. Mm. But the reality is nothing happens until a dollar is made, right? Yeah. People are not employed. You know, the economy does not grow. Taxes are not made, you know, made by the government. So when you focus in on, if I can sell this thing for a dollar and I've got 20 cents left over and I can sell 100,000 of these things and then I've got this much money, then I can invest in the next, the next product, yeah. the next thing. Well, sometimes you get to these points in growth where you need more than you have. Mm-hmm. And so that's where bringing in an outside investor, friends and family, or um, uh, an angel investor, or if you're, you've gotten to that point and you really can see this thing scaling up, there's venture capitalists that mm-hmm. would be involved or, or interested in those sorts of things. So that's, that's a little bit of a snapshot into some, some of what I did, but we grew that business over seven years to a million in sales. And, okay. and continuing to grow. We grew yeah. 40% year over year this last year because we invested in some things to create that next step scale of growth. Um, so that's, and, and I think that is, that same process is what I would do again and what I do every time. But it sounds, what, what's reassuring about that is that you didn't walk in knowing everything you needed to know. No. Having all the skills you needed, nope. having money. Nope. You started and you built Yes. On. And you, and so no matter where you're starting from, everybody has that opportunity right? to right. add those skills on or get someone else. Um, and some great things about our interview tomorrow with Julie, yes. um, is that she talks a lot about, you know, how they brought people in, in a smaller way yeah. when they were not really ready to make a hire, right. um, working with consultants or contractors to help them for a limited amount of time, right. um, before that was a reality, like bringing in salaried employees and things like that. And so there's always like a path, but I think... Sometimes I think it's very intimidating and you get this idea that everybody out there knows what they're doing more than you do. And I have no business trying to scale my, you know, why would I ever ask for money or right. why would I ever think that I can grow my business because I know nothing. And right. it sounds like what you're saying is everybody, the path, the path is there. Absolutely. Everyone and has to walk down it. Everyone has to walk down it. And both ends of that spectrum, I know nothing, I know everything are where it's dangerous. Yeah. Because you have to be willing to know, to say I don't know things right you learn so much faster when you're willing to say that yeah um I'm I was very surprised at how many people were willing to help if I just asked yeah you know so I think that's another thing that's really important to understand that you don't know what you don't know Mm -hmm. to be a learner to to not be somebody that thinks you've got it figured out and you're just going to go on your your ability to schmooze people and your hard work ethic and all those sorts of things and what you know already and think that that's going to get you to the next level because every time you grow a step it's a new you. You yeah. need to be a different person. You need to have different skills. So. Yeah. Well, that's a great place to leave this episode. This was episode 4.3 of Life Work. Um, you can check us out at lifeworkpodcast.com. 
Tomorrow we'll be back with an interview with Julie Cole, who is the founder of Mabel's Labels, a company that was recently um, acquired by Avery. And it's kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. deal. She's got a great story about scale and growth. um, And it's a really good interview. So please tune back in tomorrow to listen to that episode. And we'll see you then. Thanks for listening to the Life Work Podcast. Build your business and design your life with us every day, Monday through Friday. And find us at lifeworkpodcast.com.